This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Tuesday, February 14th. You're listening to WNBF. Two Broome County jail inmates and two other people are accused of being involved in a conspiracy to smuggle fentanyl into the town of Dickinson facility. Authorities on Monday said the suspects face felony charges following an investigation by the sheriff's office. Sheriff Fred Akshar said his agency's investigators were able to stop an effort to smuggle and distribute illegal drugs into the jail. Akshar said they were able to stop the conspiracy in its tracks and prevent nearly 3,650 fatal doses of fentanyl from circulating throughout the correctional facility. The sheriff said an investigator last Wednesday observed a jail visit between an inmate, Marcelo McDonald of Queens, and Ethan Papathomopoulos of Endicott. It appeared an exchange of contraband occurred during a handshake. Investigators ultimately discovered McDonald had been in possession of some fentanyl. Ultimately, the inmate's housing unit and cell were checked. The search turned up 131 pills hidden in his cell. Papa Thamopoulos and 21-year-old Alexis Merrill of the town of Maine were arrested for their alleged involvement in acquiring the fentanyl and delivering it to McDonald. McDonald and another inmate, 21-year-old Justice Marimberga of the town of Maine, also were arrested. All four have been charged with felony counts, including fourth-degree conspiracy. A major southern-tier ice fishing competition won't be held this year because of the warmer-than-usual winter. Organizers of the New York State Crappy Derby on Monday announced the event has been canceled because the ice on Whitney Point Lake is inadequate. Tom Decker of the Whitney Point Sportsman Association told WMBF News there now is only about eight inches of ice on the reservoir. He said that's plenty of ice for individuals who want to do some fishing, but it's not enough for the large crowd that would be attracted by the Crappy Derby. Decker said the weather in recent weeks hasn't been conducive to making good ice. He noted there have been repeated freeze-thaw cycles, along with periods of snow and rain. Officials with the Sportsman Association met with representatives of the Broome County Parks Department Monday morning at the lake, and everyone agreed the ice was not sufficient for the planned event. Crappy Derby was canceled last year at virtually the last minute because the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers planned to close gates at the lake due to rain. That action would have caused the water to rise, pulling ice away from the edges. The last New York State Crappy Derby was held in 2020. Decker said the association members now will look to next year with the hope of being able to once again hold the event that typically draws thousands of people to northern Broome County. Born in Turkey in 1972, Hamdi Ulukaya was born into a dairy farming community before coming to the United States in 1994. Upon moving to the United States, he studied English on Long Island before transferring to the University at Albany, where he took business courses before opening a wholesale feta cheese company. In 2005, he purchased a yogurt factory once owned by Kraft Foods. Instead of producing traditional yogurt, he decided to make yogurt the way he grew up with it in Turkey, and so was born the multi-billion dollar Chobani. Forbes magazine estimated that his worth is $2 billion as his company is headquartered in Norwich, while the yogurt plant has two locations, one in South Edmiston and the other in Twin Falls, Idaho. Today, he's the owner of the number one selling strain yogurt company in the United States, but he hasn't forgotten his roots. On Monday, February 6th, a 7.8 magnitude earthquake hit Turkey and parts of Syria, killing thousands of people and toppling buildings. As of February 11th, there were more than 25,000 confirmed deaths, and the numbers continue to climb. The earmarked $2 million for Turkey's earthquake relief efforts through an organization called Turkish Philanthropy Funds. 
Turkish Philanthropy Funds has a goal to raise $10 million to aid in a variety of areas, including search and rescue efforts, distribution of hygiene kits, emergency supplies, generators, and more. New York State Governor Kathy Hochul is taking aim at the tobacco industry, seeking to ban menthol cigarettes and significantly raise cigarette taxes per pack. Governor Hochul's proposal would ban the sale of menthol cigarettes, considered one of the most popular cigarette products, and raise the per pack tax on cigarettes from $1 to $5.35. For regular smokers, that's a great deal more of their money going to cigarettes. For reference, someone who smokes one pack a day right now pays $7 in taxes per week, but with the raise in the tax on cigarette products, he or she would pay $37.45 in taxes alone for a week of smoking. Expectedly, Governor Hochul's proposal is facing intense scrutiny. Even members of the clergy in Buffalo, Albany, and Harlem signed on to a letter to Governor Hochul stating it is unjust to expect communities of color to choose between greater public health protections and basic civil rights. We do not accept the premise that we must choose between the two, that these interests are mutually exclusive, or that this debate is zero-sum. A working group of consisting of social justice advocates and law enforcement leaders, along with other organizations, is the best solution available to bridge the current divide. A man driving a U-Haul truck swerved onto sidewalks and plowed into cyclists and scooter riders in New York City on Monday, killing one person and injuring eight others before police were able to pin the careening vehicle against a building following a miles-long pursuit through Brooklyn. Police Commissioner Keyshant Sewell described the driver's actions Monday as a violent rampage through Brooklyn. The truck sped through the Bay Ridge neighborhood before police stopped it more than three miles away near the entrance to a tunnel leading from Brooklyn to Manhattan. The driver was arrested. He was identified by his son as Wang Soar, who was living in Las Vegas before appearing recently in New York. President Joe Biden has fired the embattled architect of the Capitol, the official who oversees the Capitol complex. The White House said Monday that Brett Blanton's appointment was terminated. It comes as House Speaker Kevin McCarthy said he'd lost confidence in Blanton's ability to do the job. An Inspector General report released last year found administrative, ethical, and policy violations by Blanton, including that he abused his government vehicle and misrepresented himself as a law enforcement official. At a House hearing last week, Blanton also faced fierce questions about capital tours he allowed and sometimes conducted despite pandemic restrictions. Customers of wireless provider T-Mobile USA Incorporated reported widespread service outages in the U.S. late Monday. Posts on downdetector.com and productreviews.net indicated T-Mobile service outages in multiple areas of the country. Many Twitter users have also reported T-Mobile outages. Numerous posts by users said their service has been changed to SOS mode, meaning they were not directly connected to a network but could still make emergency calls. Many posts reported service eventually was restored. T-Mobile President of Technology Neville Ray issued a statement early Tuesday saying services returned to near-normal levels. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today mostly sunny with a high near 47. Tonight increasing clouds with a low near 36. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, then gradually becoming sunny with a high near 60, wind gusts as high as 29 miles per hour. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low near 44. And Thursday, showers likely, mainly before 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 59 degrees, a 70% chance of rain. Thursday night, showers, a low near 38 degrees, 90% chance of rain. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. Shop Toyota, Chevy, BMW, and pre owned at GaltAuto.com. As the world faces the challenges of the ongoing COVID 19 pandemic, Lions recognize that kindness matters now more than ever. And Lions and Leos are finding ways to continue to serve our communities, including ordering food delivery for healthcare workers, holding story time for children online, 
and providing surgical masks to medical professionals and first responders. Empowering us to do more, Lions Club's International Foundation has provided nearly $2.5 million in grant funding for COVID-19 relief. And that support continues to grow. For more than 100 years, in times of need, Lions always find a way to help those around them. And after we emerge from this, we will be stronger than ever. Visit lionsclubs.org to learn more. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Good morning on this Tuesday, February 14th. It's 6.13. You're listening to WMBF's First News with me, James Kelly. On this Valentine's Day. Almost forgot. Big day for a lot of people in the Binghamton area. I'm sure a lot of people are going to have a lot of plans. Big night. Especially for the restaurant industry. And don't forget, when you go out to the restaurant for your Valentine's Day date, tip well. Always tip well. People working in the service industry work really hard. It's really annoying. I did it for years and years and years and years. Now, I can't remember all of the people who tipped me very well, but I do remember most of the people who tipped me very poorly. Just keep that in mind. Time for an early morning check on traffic and weather. We have reports of a tractor-trailer fire on New York 17 westbound at exit 62 and Y282 Nichols this morning. The right lane of two lanes was blocked for truck towing. There are no serious injuries or fuel spills at this time, and the Department of Transportation is on the scene helping to maintain traffic flow. No word on when that will be all cleaned up. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 31 degrees overcast outside. Windchill has it at 22. Today mostly sunny with a high near 47. Wind gusts as high as 21 miles per hour. Tonight increasing clouds with a low near 36. Tomorrow mostly cloudy, then gradually becoming sunny with a high near 60. Wind gusts as high as 29 miles per hour. Tomorrow night partly cloudy, a low near 44. And Thursday, showers likely, mainly after 1 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 59 degrees, a 70% chance of rain. Thursday night, showers, a low near 38 degrees, 90% chance of rain. It's 6.15. You're listening to WMBF. Some of the best sounds you'll ever hear are generic, safe, effective, even money-saving, just like FDA-approved generic drugs. Even if they don't come in the exact same color or shape as their brand name equivalents, they have the same key ingredients and go through a rigorous review process. Talk to your doctor or pharmacist today and visit fda.gov slash generic drugs. Generics are safe, effective, and can save you money. You'll like the sound of that. All right, crew, let's get her dug. Honey, you want to give me a hand? I'm planting that tree, remember? No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. You must call 811 at least two to three business days before any digging project so you can avoid hitting our essential buried utilities. This includes natural gas and petroleum pipelines, electric, 
communication cables, and water and sewer lines. So before you do this, or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. I believe. Six eighteen on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Jalen Brunson scored 40 points. Josh Hart added a season-high 27 in his second game with his new team. And the New York Knicks snapped a nine-game losing streak against the Brooklyn Nets with a 124-106 victory. Julius Randle had 18 points and 10 rebounds for the Knicks, who beat the Nets for the first time in three years. Brooklyn never lost to the Knicks when Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving played, but they're both gone now and perhaps so will be the Nets' ownership of New York's basketball rivalry. It was the Knicks' first victory over the Nets since January 26, 2020. The Knicks now face off with the Atlanta Hawks on the road. Tomorrow at 7.30, the Knicks 32-27 and 27 on the year. They're 7th in the Eastern Conference. Now why is that important? Well, the Atlanta Hawks are 8th in the Eastern Conference, but... Knicks need to move up just a little bit if they want a guaranteed playoff spot and avoid the play-in tournament. For the Nets, Mikael Bridges' consecutive games played streak lives on, even after he was forced to miss a game last week for the first time in his NBA career. Bridges was acquired by the Brooklyn Nets from Phoenix last Thursday in the blockbuster trade for Kevin Durant. The deal was approved by the league too late for Bridges to play that night in the Nets game against Chicago, so he was listed as inactive trade pending in the official box score. But the league determined that since Bridges wasn't eligible to play, it shouldn't count as a missed game. So his streak, the longest active one in the league, reached 367 games when the Nets visited the New York Knicks on Monday night. Some hockey action, Adrian Kemp scored for the third straight game, Victor Arvidsson had a goal and two assists, and the Los Angeles Kings beat the Buffalo Sabres 5-2. Sean Walker and Matt Roy also scored to help the Kings get their second straight win after the All-Star break and bye week. Philip Denault had three assists and Phoenix Copley made 27 saves. Dylan Cozens and Peyton Krebs scored and Craig Anderson allowed five goals on 28 shots for the Sabres, who have dropped four straight games following a five-game win streak. Some baseball news. New York Yankees left-hander Nestor Cortez Jr. will miss next month's World Baseball Classic due to a strained right hamstring but hasn't ruled out being ready for the start of the regular season. Colorado left-hander Kyle Freeland replaced Cortez on the United States roster. Cortez said the injury is low-grade two-strain and there is no time frame right now, but he will be shut down at least a couple weeks, not going to be pitching off the mound, but will still be throwing. Cortez felt, first felt a tweak a week ago while running sprints at home. He went 12-4 with a 2.44 ERA and 28 starts during an all-star season last year. And just hours after confetti fell on the NFL champion Kansas City Chiefs in Glendale, Arizona, the sports spotlight shifted to baseball as pitchers and catchers who will play in the World Baseball Classic began reporting to spring training complexes throughout the Phoenix area and in Florida. A few miles up the freeway from Glendale, San Diego Padres skipper Bob Melvin spoke about managing expectations with his superstar-laden club which has its long-suffering fan base whipped into a frenzy after a stirring run to the NL Championship Series last fall. And spring training opened yesterday. There's going to be a lot of new changes in baseball this year, like pitch clocks, limits on defensive shifts, and larger bases. Players are reportedly are reporting early ahead of the World Baseball Classic. Opening day is March 30th. This season we'll see some star players in new places, Jacob deGrom, Justin Verlander, Trey Turner, and Xander Bogarts. 
There are also four new managers, Bruce Bochy, Matt Quattaro, Pedro Griffel, and Skip Schumacher. And starting extra innings with a runner on second base during the regular season was made a permanent rules change by Major League Baseball after three seasons of use during the coronavirus pandemic. Use of position players as pitchers was also tightened by the Joint Competition Committee. They will be limited to extra innings when a player's team is losing by eight or more runs or is winning by ten or more runs in the ninth inning. Last year, a position player could pitch only in extra innings or if his team was losing or winning by six or more runs. I say that's my least favorite rule of all time. Everybody loves a good pitcher playing or p- position player pitcher. Everybody loves that. I mean, sure, it means that your team is probably down ten or more runs. But there's nothing more exciting than your second baseman coming in to toss an inning. 622 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street now stock started the week strong. The Dow soared 377 points. The Nasdaq added 174 for the session and the S&P closed up 47. Investors were upbeat as they await two anticipated reports on inflation, consumer prices and the producer price index, which measures inflation at the wholesale level. Worse than expected readings could mean that the Federal Reserve would stay firmer on interest rates than expected. This may be the golden age of the side hustle. A study by ZipRecruiter says up to 10% of Americans have done some kind of gig work from driving for a rideshare service to tradespeople who moonlight in addition to their full-time job to white-collar professionals like doctors doing telemedicine. Ford has announced plans to build a $3.5 billion electric vehicle battery plant. About 100 miles west of Detroit, it'll employ about... 2,500 people. Darielle Albinger, ABC News. Six twenty-five on WMBF. Now time for a better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. A better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. When your toddler is having a tantrum, you might do just about anything to help them stop. But while a phone or a tablet might solve the problem in the moment, it's going to likely weaken their grasp on emotional regulation in the long run. That's according to a new study out of my alma mater, the University of Michigan Medical School. Researchers said there are two problems with distracting with media. One, it takes away an opportunity to teach a child about how to respond to difficult emotions. And two, it can reinforce that big displays of their difficult emotions are effective ways to get what they want. So, what should you do? Well, bottom line, there is no substitute for adult interaction, modeling, and teaching. That's what the study's lead author told us. You're not being bad for having big emotions. You just need to reset. We all need to reset sometimes. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. Attention, per the current government mandate, U.S.-based insurers are now required to cover at-home COVID testing kits with no out-of-pocket fees to you. If you have a current insurance plan, you are eligible to receive up to eight COVID-19 tests shipped to you each month absolutely free. As long as the government mandate is in effect, just visit testkitforfree.com to register now from the comfort of your own home. That's testkitforfree.com to receive your tests shipped to you at no cost. Go to testkitforfree.com today. Paid for by Tiro Health. 
Why give your family just ordinary eggs when they can enjoy the best? Eggland's Best, the only eggs with more fresh and delicious taste, plus superior nutrition compared to ordinary eggs with six times more vitamin D, 10 times more vitamin E, 25% less saturated fat, and 38% more lutein. Because the way we care is anything but ordinary. Only Eggland's Best. Better taste, better nutrition, better eggs. Texting price. News Radio 1290 WMBF. 6.30 on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. We have reports of a tractor-trailer fire on New York 17 westbound at exit 62 and Y282 Nichols this morning. The right lane of two lanes was blocked for truck towing. There are no serious injuries or fuel spills at this time, and the Department of Transportation is on the scene helping to maintain traffic flow. No word on when it'll be fully cleaned up. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 31 degrees and overcast outside. Windchill has it at 22 degrees. Today mostly sunny with a high near 47. Wind gusts as high as 21 miles per hour. Tonight increasing clouds with a low near 36. Tomorrow mostly cloudy, then gradually becoming sunny with a high near 60, wind gusts as high as 29 miles per hour. Tomorrow night partly cloudy, a low near 44. And Thursday showers likely, mainly after 1 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 59 degrees, 70% chance of rain. Thursday night showers low near 38 degrees, 90% chance of rain. 631, you're listening to WMBF. on WMBF. Now time for an ABC Entertainment update. ABC Entertainment News. Good evening, I'm Amy Poehler. And I'm Tina Fey. It's been two years since we saw Tina Fey and Amy Poehler together hosting the Golden Globes. Two years too long, apparently. The pair have just announced they're hitting the road together on what they're calling the Restless Leg Tour, sharing stories from their 30 years of friendship. Only four dates so far, Washington, D.C., Chicago, Boston, and Atlantic City, kicking off April 28th. This is Hollywood, and if something kind of works, they'll just keep doing it until everybody hates it. Taylor Swift's not only in the top ten of the latest Forbes magazine list of highest-paid entertainers, she's the only woman in the top ten, coming in ninth with $92 million pocketed last year. We're getting off this island. Star Mike Coulter will be back in a sequel to the action thriller Plane, which has earned 43 million bucks worldwide since opening last month. The Black Panther leaves. And Black Panther Wakanda Forever star Denai Gurira's 45 Tuesday. I'm Christopher Watson, ABC News. You're one. That sound is why we fund life-saving science. That sound is why we push you to be healthier. That sound is why we have an unhealthy obsession with your health at American Heart Association. Get the facts at heart.org slash your health. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Tuesday, February 14th. You're listening to WNBF. Two Broome County jail inmates and two other people are accused of being involved in a conspiracy to smuggle fentanyl into the town of Dickinson facility. Authorities on Monday said the suspects face felony charges following an investigation by the sheriff's office. Sheriff Fred Akshar said his agency's investigators were able to stop an effort to smuggle and distribute illegal drugs into the jail. 
Akshar said they were able to stop the conspiracy in its tracks and prevent nearly 3,650 fatal doses of fentanyl from circulating throughout the correctional facility. The sheriff said an investigator last Wednesday observed a jail visit between an inmate, Marcella McDonald of Queens, and Ethan Papathomopoulos of Endicott. It appeared an exchange of contraband occurred during a handshake. Investigators ultimately discovered McDonald had been in possession of some fentanyl. Ultimately, the inmate's housing unit and cell were checked. The search turned up 131 pills hidden in his cell. Papathomopoulos and 21 one-year-old Alexis Merrill of the town of Maine were arrested for their alleged involvement in acquiring the fentanyl and delivering it to McDonald. McDonald and another inmate, 21-year-old Justice Marimberga of the town of Maine, also were arrested. All four have been charged with felony counts, including fourth-degree conspiracy. A major southern-tier ice fishing competition won't be held this year because of the warmer-than-usual winter. Organizers of the New York State Crappy Derby on Monday announced the event has been canceled because the ice on Whitney Point Lake is inadequate. Tom Decker of the Whitney Point Sportsman Association told WMBF News there now is only about eight inches of ice on the reservoir. He said that's plenty of ice for individuals who want to do some fishing, but it's not enough for the large crowd that would be attracted by the Crappy Derby. Derby. Decker said the weather in recent weeks hasn't been conducive to making good ice. He noted there have been repeated freeze-thaw cycles, along with periods of snow and rain. Officials with the Sportsman Association met with representatives of the Broome County Parks Department Monday morning at the lake, and everyone agreed the ice was not sufficient for the planned event. Crappy Derby was canceled last year at virtually the last minute because the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers planned to close gates at the lake due to rain. That action would have caused the water to rise, pulling ice away from the edges. The last New York State Crappy Derby was held in 2020. Decker said the association members now will look to next year with the hope of being able to once again hold the event that typically draws thousands of people to northern Broome County. Born in Turkey in 1972, Hamdi Ulukaya was born into a dairy farming community before coming to the United States in 1994. Upon moving to the United States, he studied English on Long Island before transferring to the university at Albany, where he took business courses before opening a wholesale feta cheese company. In 2005, he purchased a yogurt factory once owned by Kraft Foods. Instead of producing traditional yogurt, he decided to make yogurt the way he grew up with it in Turkey, and so was born the multi-billion dollar Chobani. Forbes magazine estimated that his worth is $2 billion as his company is headquartered in Norwich, while the yogurt plant has two locations, one in South Edmiston and the other in Twin Falls, Idaho. Today, he's the owner of the number one selling strain yogurt company in the United States, but he hasn't forgotten his roots. On Monday, February 6th, a 7.8 magnitude earthquake hit Turkey and parts of Syria, killing thousands of people and toppling buildings. As of February 11th, there were more than 25,000 confirmed deaths, and the numbers continue to climb. He earmarked $2 million for Turkey's earthquake relief efforts through an organization called Turkish Philanthropy Funds. Turkish Philanthropy Funds has a goal to raise $10 million to aid in a variety of areas, including search and rescue efforts, distribution of hygiene kits, emergency supplies, generators, and more. New York State Governor Kathy Hochul is taking aim at the tobacco industry, seeking to ban menthol cigarettes and significantly raise cigarette taxes per pack. Governor Hochul's proposal would ban the sale of menthol cigarettes, considered one of the most popular cigarette products, and raise the per pack tax on cigarettes from $1 to $5.35. For regular smokers, that's a great deal more of their money going to cigarettes, 
For reference, someone who smokes one pack a day right now pays $7 in taxes per week, but with the raise in the tax on cigarette products, he or she would pay $37.45 in taxes alone for a week of smoking. Expectedly, Governor Hochul's proposal is facing intense scrutiny. Even members of the clergy in Buffalo, Albany, and Harlem signed on to a letter to Governor Hochul stating it is unjust to expect communities of color to choose between greater public health protections and basic civil rights. We do not accept the premise that we must choose between the two, that these interests are mutually exclusive, or that this debate is zero-sum. A working group of consisting of social justice advocates and law enforcement leaders, along with other organizations, is the best solution available to bridge the current divide. A man driving a U-Haul truck swerved onto sidewalks and plowed into cyclists and scooter riders in New York City on Monday, killing one person and injuring eight others before police were able to pin the careening vehicle against a building following a miles-long pursuit through Brooklyn. Police Commissioner Keyshant Sewell described the driver's actions Monday as a violent rampage through Brooklyn. The truck sped through the Bay Ridge neighborhood before police stopped it more than three miles away near the entrance to a tunnel leading from Brooklyn to Manhattan. The driver was arrested. He was identified by his son as Wang Soar, who was living in Las Vegas before appearing recently in New York. President Joe Biden has fired the embattled architect of the Capitol, the official who oversees the Capitol complex. The White House said Monday that Brett Blanton's appointment was terminated. It comes as House Speaker Kevin McCarthy said he'd lost confidence in Blanton's ability to do the job. An Inspector General report released last year found administrative, ethical, and policy violations by Blanton, including that he abused his government vehicle and misrepresented himself as a law enforcement official. At a House hearing last week, Blanton also faced fierce questions about capital tours he allowed and sometimes conducted despite pandemic restrictions. Customers of wireless provider T-Mobile USA Incorporated reported widespread service outages in the U.S. late Monday. Posts on downdetector.com and productreviews.net indicated T-Mobile service outages in multiple areas of the country. Many Twitter users have also reported T-Mobile outages. Numerous posts by users said their service has been changed to SOS mode, meaning they were not directly connected to a network but could still make emergency calls. Many posts reported service eventually was restored. T-Mobile President of Technology Neville Ray issued a statement early Tuesday saying services returned to near-normal levels. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, mostly sunny with a high near 47. Tonight, increasing clouds with a low near 36. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, then gradually becoming sunny with a high near 60. Wind gusts as high as 29 miles per hour. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low near 44. And Thursday, showers likely, mainly before 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 59 degrees, a 70% chance of rain. Thursday night, showers, a low near 38 degrees, 90% chance of rain. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. I'm Mar- My friend Teddy almost set his house on fire. He used a counterfeit, you know, a fake wall charger. He had to go to the hospital. My big sister Jenna's face turned bright red. She was just showing people online how to use a new cream. She still has the scars. My brother's friend Billy had to jump off his motor scooter when it caught fire. He fell and got hit by a car. He broke his leg, blew his chances to play basketball in college. My BFF Chloe was riding her bike and hit a ditch. Her helmet broke in two. Now, she has a brain injury. There is a cost to buying cheap. Do you want to pay the price? Real products are tested for safety. Protect yourself. Don't fall for fake products. Visit ncpc.org slash go for real. Brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council and the United States Patent and Trademark Office. News Radio 12. 
643 on WMBF. You're listening to First News with me, James Kelly. Some things coming up in the Binghamton area. Things you want to pay attention to. Things you want to attend. Things you want to get. First thing, Binghamton On Tap Craft Beer Festival. It's going to be a great event this year. It'll be my first one. I'll be out there. As will a lot of the people from WMBF, sister stations here at Town Square Media. But the Binghamton On Tap Craft Beer Festival is moving to the arena. Tickets are on sale right now. Start at $60 for VIP and $43 for general admission. So you want to get those tickets before the price goes up, and it will the closer we get to the event. Don't wait. March is coming. We're halfway through February already. Remember, there's only 28 days in this month. We got one less. It's already the 14th. We're halfway there, and then it's going to be March. So you want to get those tickets now because the price is going to go up as more people start to realize, oh, shoot, March 25th. That's coming up pretty quick, and I really want to go to the Binghamton On Tap Craft Beer Festival. So get them now. We've also teamed up with Fox 40 for the clubhouse card. This is your opportunity to play 30 of the area's best golf courses. You'll also get six buckets of balls at Greater Golf Training Center and Pro Shop, and all for under $170. Making the game of golf more affordable. I think this summer I'm going to try to get into golf. I'm going to try. Maybe go to the range a few times. If I feel comfortable enough that when I hit the ball, it goes straight-ish, well, maybe I'll play at one of those 30 of the area's best golf courses. Maybe I'll get the clubhouse card. Who knows? 645. You're listening to WMBF. Do you worry about how much someone drinks? Do you feel angry or depressed most of the time? Do you feel neglected or unloved? Do you feel you attract people who tend to be compulsive or abusive? Do you have money problems because of someone else's drinking? Are you afraid or embarrassed to bring your friends home? Do you feel that if the drinker loved you, she or he would stop drinking? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you are not alone. More than half of all adults have a family history of alcoholism. Not everyone trapped by alcohol is an alcoholic. Families and friends are suffering too. Al-Anon and Alateen can help. Call 1-866-200-0223 or visit alanon.org slash help. News Radio 1290, WMBF. 6.48 on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. We have reports of a tractor-trailer fire on New York 17 westbound at exit 62 NY 282 Nichols this morning. The right lane of two lanes was blocked for truck towing. There are no serious injuries or fuel spills at this time, and the Department of Transportation is on the scene helping to maintain traffic flow. No word on when that will get fully cleaned up. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 31 degrees and overcast outside. Windchill has it at 22. Today mostly sunny with a high near 47. Wind gusts as high as 21 miles per hour. Tonight increasing clouds with a low near 36. Tomorrow mostly cloudy, then gradually becoming sunny with a high near 60, wind gusts as high as 29 miles per hour. Tomorrow night partly cloudy, low near 44 degrees. And Thursday, showers likely, mainly after 1 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 59 degrees, chance of rain 70%. Thursday night, showers, a low near 38 degrees, chance of rain 90%. 649, you're listening to WMBF. Who 
Over the years, you've brought them into your home. You were prescribed opioids after the C-section, when dad injured his back, when your basketball star tore his ACL. Opioids helped with the pain, and you held on to them, just in case. But did you know holding on to unused opioids puts your family at risk? Opioids are powerful pain-reducing prescription medicines, but most people who are prescribed opioids don't finish their prescriptions. So millions of unused opioids are sitting in homes across the country. And tragically, more than 100 Americans die every day from overdoses involving opioids. What can you do to protect your family? Remove the risk of unused opioids from your home. Pills, patches, or syrups in drawers, purses, and cabinets. Anywhere they might be hiding. To find out how to dispose of them properly, visit www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. Six fifty-two on WMBF. Now time for Kim Commando. I'm the last person to lead a boycott, but with that said, here's the answer for everyone who has asked me what tech products have ties to communist China. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit tmobile.com/slash fifty-five today. What tech from communist China would I avoid? TikTok is number one. I've discussed this app so many times. It collects all the data on your phone and sends it to TikTok's owner, ByteDance, in Beijing, a Chinese Communist Party puppet. DJI drones are next. Yeah, they're the best consumer drone on the market, but assume that each DJI drone relays everything it sees back to China. The U.S. government has banned their use for anything related to the government or our military. Next is Lenovo, originally an IBM company. Lenovo laptops are funded by the Chinese Academy of Sciences. Do what the U.S. Marines and many others have done. Just say no to Lenovo. Hey, want to sound like a tech pro, even if you aren't? Listen to my daily longer podcast called Kim Commando Today. Using the Internet without ExpressVPN is like checking in your baggage at the airport without a lock. You think your stuff is private, but you never know who just might be going through it. When you go online without a VPN, Internet service providers can see every single website you visit. They can legally sell this information without your consent to add companies and tech giants who use your data to target you. That's why I recommend ExpressVPN. When you use ExpressVPN, Internet service providers can't see your online activity. Your identity is anonymized by a secure server and your data is encrypted for maximum protection. Just fire up the ExpressVPN app and click one button. It works on all your devices, phones, laptops, even routers. So everyone who shares your Wi-Fi is protected. Get an extra three months free on a one-year package at expressvpn.com slash Kim. That's expressvpn.com slash Kim. That's expressvpn.com slash Kim. Six fifty-six on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Jalen Brunson scored forty points. Josh Hart added a season-high twenty-seven in his second game with his new team. And the New York Knicks snapped a nine-game losing streak against the Brooklyn Nets with a one twenty-four one hundred six victory. Julius Randle had eighteen points and ten rebounds for the Knicks, who beat the Nets for the first time in three years. Brooklyn never lost to the Knicks when Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving played, but they're both gone now and perhaps so will be the Nets' ownership of New York's basketball rivalry. 
It was the Knicks' first victory over the Nets since January 26, 2020. The Knicks go on now to face the Atlanta Hawks in Atlanta tomorrow at 7.30. The Knicks 32-27, 7th in the Eastern Conference. The Hawks right behind them at 29-29, 8th in the Eastern Conference. Should be a good game. The Knicks trying to move a little higher in the Eastern Conference to avoid the play-in tournament for the NBA postseason. I believe you have to be the fifth seed. I think the six, seven, and eight seed, or maybe it's the seven, seven through ten, are in the play-in tournament. Got to double check on how that works. But the Knicks right now in the play-in tournament, not just in the playoffs outright. So looking to move up a little bit. Mikael Bridges' consecutive games played streak lives on, even after he was forced to miss a game last week for the first time in his NBA career. Bridges was acquired by the Brooklyn Nets from Phoenix last Thursday in the blockbuster trade for Kevin Durant. The deal was approved by the league too late for Bridges to play that night in the Nets game against Chicago, so he was listed as inactive, trade pending in the official box score. But the league determined that since Bridges wasn't eligible to play, it shouldn't count as a missed game, so his streak, the longest active one in the league, reached 367 games when the Nets visited the New York Knicks on Monday night. Some hockey action. Adrian Kemp scored for the third straight game. Victor Arvidsson had a goal and two assists. And the Los Angeles Kings beat the Buffalo Sabres 5-2. Sean Walker and Matt Roy also scored to help the Kings get their second straight win after the All-Star break and bye week. Philip Denault had three assists and Phoenix Copley made 27 saves. Dylan Cozens and Peyton Krebs scored and Craig Anderson allowed five goals on 28 shots for the Sabres who have dropped four straight games following a five-game win streak. And New York Yankees left-hander Nestor Cortez Jr. will miss next month's World Baseball Classic due to a strained right hamstring, but hasn't ruled out being ready for the start of the regular season. Colorado left-hander Kyle Freeland replaces Cortez on the United States roster. Cortez said the injury is low-grade two-strain, and there is no time frame right now, but he will be shut down at least a couple weeks. will continue throwing, but won't be throwing off a mound. 659, you're listening to WMBF. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Closing out the first hour of WMBF's first news with James Kelly. Got two more hours to go before we hand it off to Bob Joseph for Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show. Your chance to call in, contribute to the program. ABC News, coming up next. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Tuesday, February 14th. You're listening to WNBF. Two Broome County jail inmates and two other people are accused of being involved in a conspiracy to smuggle fentanyl into the town of Dickinson facility. Authorities on Monday said the suspects face felony charges following an investigation by the sheriff's office. Sheriff Fred Akshar said his agency's investigators were able to stop an effort to smuggle and distribute illegal drugs into the jail. Akshar said they were able to stop the conspiracy in its tracks and prevent nearly 3,650 fatal doses of fentanyl from circulating throughout the correctional facility. The sheriff said an investigator last Wednesday observed a jail visit between an inmate, Marcelo McDonald of Queens, and Ethan Papathomopoulos of Endicott. It appeared an exchange of contraband occurred during a handshake. Investigators ultimately discovered McDonald had been in possession of some fentanyl. Ultimately, the inmate's housing unit and cell were checked. The search turned up 131 pills hidden in his cell. Papa Thamopoulos and 21-year-old Alexis Merrill of the town of Maine were arrested for their alleged involvement in acquiring the fentanyl and delivering it to McDonald. 
McDonald and another inmate, 21-year-old Justice Maramberga of the town of Maine, also were arrested. All four have been charged with felony counts, including fourth-degree conspiracy. A major southern-tier ice fishing competition won't be held this year because of the warmer-than-usual winter. Organizers of the New York State Crappy Derby on Monday announced the event has been canceled because the ice on Whitney Point Lake is inadequate. Tom Decker of the Whitney Point Sportsman Association told WMBF News there now is only about eight inches of ice on the reservoir. He said that's plenty of ice for individuals who want to do some fishing, but it's not enough for the large crowd that would be attracted by the crappy derby. Decker said the weather in recent weeks hasn't been conducive to making good ice. He noted there have been repeated freeze-thaw cycles, along with periods of snow and rain. Officials with the Sportsman Association met with representatives of the Broome County Parks Department Monday morning at the lake, and everyone agreed the ice was not sufficient for the planned event. Crappy Derby was canceled last year at virtually the last minute because the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers planned to close gates at the lake due to rain. That action would have caused the water to rise, pulling ice away from the edges. The last New York State Crappy Derby was held in 2020. Decker said the association members now will look to next year with the hope of being able to once again hold the event that typically draws thousands of people to northern Broome County. Born in Turkey in 1972, Hamdi Ulukaya was born into a dairy farming community before coming to the United States in 1994. Upon moving to the United States, he studied English on Long Island before transferring to the University at Albany, where he took business courses before opening a wholesale feta cheese company. In 2005, he purchased a yogurt factory once owned by Kraft Foods. Instead of producing traditional yogurt, he decided to make yogurt the way he grew up with it in Turkey, and so was born the multi-billion dollar Chobani. Forbes magazine estimated that his worth is $2 billion as his company is headquartered in Norwich, while the yogurt plant has two locations, one in South Edmiston and the other in Twin Falls, Idaho. Today, he's the owner of the number one selling strained yogurt company in the United States, but he hasn't forgotten his roots. On Monday, February 6th, a 7.8 magnitude earthquake hit Turkey and parts of Syria, killing thousands of people and toppling buildings. As of February 11th, there were more than 25,000 confirmed deaths, and the numbers continue to climb. He earmarked $2 million for Turkey's earthquake relief efforts through an organization called Turkish Philanthropy Funds. Turkish Philanthropy Funds has a goal to raise $10 million to aid in a variety of areas, including search and rescue efforts, distribution of hygiene kits, emergency supplies, generators, and more. New York State Governor Kathy Hochul is taking aim at the tobacco industry, seeking to ban menthol cigarettes and significantly raise cigarette taxes per pack. Governor Hochul's proposal would ban the sale of menthol cigarettes, considered one of the most popular cigarette products, and raise the per pack tax on cigarettes from $1 to $5.35. For regular smokers, that's a great deal more of their money going to cigarettes. For reference, someone who smokes one pack a day right now pays $7 in taxes per week, but with the raise in the tax on cigarette products, he or she would pay $37.45 in taxes alone for a week of smoking. Expectedly, Governor Hochul's proposal is facing intense scrutiny. Even members of the clergy in Buffalo, Albany, and Harlem signed on to a letter to Governor Hochul stating it is unjust to expect communities of color to choose between greater public health protections and basic civil rights. We do not accept the premise that we must choose between the two, that these interests are mutually exclusive, or that this debate is zero-sum. A working group of consisting of social justice advocates and law enforcement leaders, along with other organizations, is the best solution available to bridge the current divide. A man driving a U-Haul truck swerved onto sidewalks and plowed into cyclists and scooter riders in New York City on Monday, killing one person and injuring eight others before police were able to pin the careening vehicle against a building following a miles-long pursuit through Brooklyn. Police Commissioner Keyshant Sewell described the driver's actions Monday as a violent rampage through Brooklyn. The truck sped through the Bay Ridge neighborhood before 
before police stopped it more than three miles away, near the entrance to a tunnel leading from Brooklyn to Manhattan. The driver was arrested. He was identified by his son as Wang Soar, who was living in Las Vegas before appearing recently in New York. President Joe Biden has fired the embattled architect of the Capitol, the official who oversees the Capitol complex. The White House said Monday that Brett Blanton's appointment was terminated. It comes as House Speaker Kevin McCarthy said he'd lost confidence in Blanton's ability to do the job. An Inspector General report released last year found administrative, ethical, and policy violations by Blanton, including that he abused his government vehicle and misrepresented himself as a law enforcement official. At a House hearing last week, Blanton also faced fierce questions about capital tours he allowed and sometimes conducted despite pandemic restrictions. Customers of wireless provider T-Mobile USA Incorporated reported widespread service outages in the U.S. late Monday. Posts on downdetector.com and productreviews.net indicated T-Mobile service outages in multiple areas of the country. Many Twitter users have also reported T-Mobile outages. Numerous posts by users said their service has been changed to SOS mode, meaning they were not directly connected to a network but could still make emergency calls. Many posts reported service eventually was restored. T-Mobile President of Technology Neville Ray issued a statement early Tuesday saying services returned to near-normal levels. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, mostly sunny with a high near 47. Tonight, increasing clouds with a low near 36. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, then gradually becoming sunny with a high near 60. Wind gusts as high as 29 miles per hour. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low near 44. And Thursday, showers likely, mainly before 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 59 degrees, a 70% chance of rain. Thursday night, showers, a low near 38 degrees, 90% chance of rain. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. I'm Bark. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Seven thirteen on WMBF. You're listening to hour number two of First News with myself, James Kelly. Now, if you missed it at the top of the hour, seems we had a little technical glitch with ABC News. So we'll get that straightened out for eight o'clock. Our apologies for that. Time for a check on traffic and weather. We have reports of a tractor trailer fire on New York 17 westbound at exit 62 NY 282 Nichols this morning. The right lane of two lanes was blocked for truck towing. There are no serious injuries or fuel spills at this time, and the Department of Transportation is on the scene helping to maintain traffic flow. No word on when or if that'll get cleaned up, if it's already cleaned up. 
National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 29 degrees, mostly cloudy outside. Wind chill has it at 23. Today mostly sunny with a high near 47. Wind gusts as high as 21 miles per hour. Tonight increasing clouds with a low near 36. Tomorrow mostly cloudy, then gradually becoming sunny with a high near 60. Wind gusts as high as 29 miles per hour. Tomorrow night partly cloudy, a low near 44 degrees. And Thursday showers likely, mainly after 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 59 degrees, a 70% chance of rain. Thursday night showers, a low near 38 degrees, 90% chance of rain. 714, you're listening to WMBF. on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Jalen Brunson scored 40 points. Josh Hart added a season-high 27 in his second game with his new team. And the New York Knicks snapped a nine-game losing streak against the Brooklyn Nets with a 124-106 victory. Julius Randle had 18 points and 10 rebounds for the Knicks, who beat the Nets for the first time in three years. Brooklyn never lost to the Knicks when Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving played. But they're both gone now, and perhaps so will be the Nets' ownership of New York's basketball rivalry. It was the Knicks' first victory over the Nets since January 26, 2020. The Knicks now go on to face the Atlanta Hawks tomorrow night. The Knicks 32-27, and their 7th in the Eastern Conference. The Hawks 29-29, and right behind the Knicks, 8th in the Eastern Conference. Game tomorrow at 7.30 with major playoff implications. Mikael Bridges' consecutive games played streak lives on even after he was forced to miss a game last week for the first time in his NBA career. Bridges was acquired by the Brooklyn Nets from Phoenix last Thursday in the blockbuster trade for Kevin Durant. The deal was approved by the league too late for Bridges to play that night in the Nets game against Chicago, so he was listed as inactive trade pending in the official box score. But the league determined that since Bridges wasn't eligible to play, it shouldn't count as a missed game. So his streak, the longest active one in the league, reached 367 games when the Nets visited the New York Knicks on Monday night. Some hockey action. Adrian Kemp scored for the third straight game. Victor Arvidsson had a goal and two assists. And the Los Angeles Kings beat the Buffalo Sabres 5-2. Sean Walker and Matt Roy also scored to help the Kings get their second straight win after the All-Star break and bye week. Philip Denault had three assists and Phoenix Copley made 27 saves. Dylan Cozens and Peyton Krebs scored, and Craig Anderson allowed five goals on 28 shots for the Sabres, who have dropped four straight games following a five-game win streak. Some baseball news. New York Yankees left-hander Nestor Cortez Jr. will miss next month's World Baseball Classic due to a strained right hamstring, but hasn't ruled out being ready for the start of the regular season. Colorado left-hander Kyle Freeland replaced Cortez on the United States roster. Cortez said the injury is low-grade two-strain, And there is no time frame right now, but he will be shut down at least a couple of weeks. Will remain throwing, but won't be throwing off a mound. Cortez first felt a tweak a week ago while running sprints at home. He went 12-4 with a 2.44 ERA and 28 starts during an all-star season last year. And spring training opened yesterday in Florida and Arizona. There's going to be a lot of new changes like pitch clocks, limits on defensive shifts, and larger bases. Players are reporting early ahead of the World Baseball Classic. Opening day is March 30th. This season will see some star players in new places. Jacob deGrom, Justin Verlander, Trey Turner, and Xander Bogarts. There are also four new managers. Bruce Bochy, Matt Cotaro, Pedro Griffal, and Skip Schumacher. 
And starting extra innings with a runner on second base during the regular season was made a permanent rules change by Major League Baseball after three seasons of use, of use during the coronavirus pandemic. Use of position players as pitchers also was tightened by the Joint Competition Committee. There will be limited to, they will be limited to extra innings when a player's team is losing by eight or more runs or is winning by ten or more runs in the ninth inning. Last year, a position player could pitch only in extra innings or if his team was losing or winning by six runs or more. I say, I don't love that. It's my favorite part of baseball. It really puts a bad loss in perspective when you're on the team losing, when you put your second baseman or left fielder out on the mound to throw an inning. And if they get a one, two, three inning, well, then everybody goes nuts. No one even cares that you're down eight runs. I don't love that move by Major League Baseball. It takes a little bit out of the fun. And Sunday's Super Bowl was the third most watched television show in history, with an estimated 113 million people watching the Kansas City Chiefs rally to defeat the Philadelphia Eagles. Fox said Monday that the preliminary numbers include the broadcasts on Fox and Fox Deportes, as well as streaming on Fox and the NFL's digital sites. The figures are via Nielsen's Fast National Data and Adobe Analytics. Final Nielsen data will be available today. Rihanna's halftime show averaged 118.7 million viewers, making it the second most watched in Super Bowl history behind Katy Perry's 2015 performance. 722 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Stocks posted gains Monday on anticipation of today's release of the Consumer Price Index. The Dow Jones rose 377 points to finish at 34,245. The S&P added just over 1%. The Nasdaq Composite, 1.5%. So about that CPI. Economists expect that inflation gauge to show a 0.4% increase in January or 6.2% annual growth. But at least one tracking tool expects consumer prices to have risen 6.5% year over year. After years of debate in Washington, it looks as though cryptocurrency is coming under greater scrutiny. The Wall Street Journal says state and federal regulators are planning deeper investigations based on the collapse of FTX. It takes humans to build the robots that clean our homes, and the company that makes the Roomba says it's cutting 7% of its workforce, about 85 employees. iRobot posted an $84 million loss in the fourth quarter of last year. Jim Ryan, ABC News. It is with great pleasure that I welcome you to today's graduation ceremony. Students, uh, when you hear the reason or reasons for your absences throughout the years, please exit the auditorium without your high school diploma. Once you've exited, remove your cap and gown and proceed into the unknown. <clears throat> Too tired. Family trip. Part-time job. Helping around the house sick day starting the holidays early just because starting in the sixth grade students who miss 18 days or more of school in a year for any reason will fall behind and risk not graduating high school how many days of school has your child missed this year absences add up keep track at boostattendance.org today brought to you by the u.s army and the ad council Providing you with the best solutions of your lifetime. The KSO Insurance Weekly Spotlight with Karen Sweet O'Neill on News Radio 1290 WNBF. 725 on WNBF. 
We're now joined by our insurance expert, Karen Sweet O'Neill. How's it going, Karen? Pretty good, James. How about you? Uh, pretty good. That was perfect timing when you called this morning. Oh, I like when that happens. Oh, yeah. It's always, it's always nice when the universe lines up like that. <laughs> Absolutely. Boy, this is going to be a nice day, huh? Yeah, and tomorrow's going to be 60. we got 60 degrees tomorrow in February in Binghamton, New York. Crazy. This is crazy, but I'll take it. Yeah, Everybody I'll, I'll gladly sure. take it. I might even go outside tomorrow. Oh, wow. You better be careful out there, James. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my stars. So tomorrow we're going to talk about what do you do if you have a long-term care insurance policy and you get a notice in the mail from your company that says, hey, guess what? We're raising your premiums and we might do it for the next three years and then they give the percentages. And they're normally uh, pretty high, James. So what you don't want to do, number one, is you don't want to just say, well, I'm not going to take this anymore and I'm not going to pay that because guess what? That would be pure profit for the insurance company, all those premiums you paid all those years. So that's uh, just for that reason alone, you don't want to do it. But for obvious um, other reasons, you have the protection with the long-term care policy, you know, of an accident or an illness perhaps unexpected that would require some assistance with uh, maybe nursing home, home care, or assisted living, whether it be temporary or permanent. And if you do have a long-term care insurance, then that will pay for the cost of your care at least partially or in some cases fully. So what do you do if you get a big rate increase? How do you manage it? Where's your broker? They're not here anymore or they're out of the business and you don't understand the terminology because it's usually a four or five page letter and there are options attached in most cases. So what we, we do, James, is we decipher it for you. We bring you in. We call the company directly. First, we explain to you what your increase means. Also, we give you updates on what you have as far as coverage. And we'll talk about that tomorrow because it's really important that if you've, you know, protected yourself, your spouse, your family all these years, and now in the past two, three years, we started to see rate increases because before that we didn't. You don't want to just throw away all that coverage because as the older we get, the greater the chance that we may need to use some of that coverage either on a permanent or a temporary basis. So we will talk a little bit more in detail on that tomorrow. That sounds like another information-packed and very important segment. Yes, it will be. It will be for sure. We are at 1708 Vestal Parkway East, and that's right above Plato's Closet, Style Encore. We're right on one level. You drive right up to us, and uh, you can make an appointment several ways. You can call us at 607-772-4898. You can Google us at KSO Insurance, and all of our contact information will come up, or simply go to a phone book. We have a big display ad under insurance in the yellow pages. Well, Karen, as always, thanks for joining us today. I'm looking forward to our conversation tomorrow. 
Very good. And uh, have a great day, James. You get on out there. Yeah, you enjoy the weather, too. Okay, will do. All right, see you, Karen. See ya. It's 7.30. You're listening to WMBF. You wash your... on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. We have reports of a tractor-trailer fire on New York 17 westbound at exit 62, NY 282 Nichols this morning. The right lane of two lanes was blocked for truck towing. There were no serious injuries or fuel spills at the time it was reported. And the Department of Transportation was on the scene helping to maintain traffic flow. No word on if that's been cleaned up yet. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 29 degrees, mostly cloudy outside. Windchill has it at 23. Today mostly sunny with a high near 47. Wind gusts as high as 21 miles per hour. Tonight increasing clouds with a low near 36. Tomorrow mostly cloudy, then gradually becoming sunny with a high near 60. Wind gusts as high as 29 miles per hour. Tomorrow night partly cloudy, a low near 44. And Thursday showers likely mainly after 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 59 degrees, a 70% chance of rain. Thursday night showers, a low near 38 degrees, 90% chance of rain. 732, you're listening to WMBF. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Good morning on this Tuesday, February 14th. You're listening to WMBF. Two Broome County jail inmates and two other people are accused of being involved in a conspiracy to smuggle fentanyl into the town of Dickinson facility. Authorities on Monday said the suspects face felony charges following an investigation by the sheriff's office. Sheriff Fred Akshar said his agency's investigators were able to stop an effort to smuggle and distribute illegal drugs into the jail. Akshar said they were able to stop the conspiracy in its tracks and prevent nearly 3,650 fatal doses of fentanyl from circulating throughout the correctional facility. The sheriff said an investigator last Wednesday observed a jail visit between an inmate, Marcelo McDonald of Queens, and Ethan Papathomopoulos of Endicott. It appeared an exchange of contraband occurred during a handshake. Investigators ultimately discovered McDonald had been in possession of some fentanyl. Ultimately, the inmate's housing unit and cell were checked. The search turned up 131 pills hidden in his cell. Papa Thamopoulos and 21-year-old Alexis Merrill of the town of Maine were arrested for their alleged involvement in acquiring the fentanyl and delivering it to McDonald. McDonald and another inmate, 21-year-old Justice Marimberga of the town of Maine, also were arrested. All four have been charged with felony counts, including fourth-degree conspiracy. A major southern-tier ice fishing competition won't be held this year because of the warmer-than-usual winter. Organizers of the New York State Crafty Derby on Monday announced the event has been canceled because the ice on Whitney Point Lake is inadequate. Tom Decker of the Whitney Point Sportsman Association told WMBF News there now is only about eight inches of ice on the reservoir. He said that's plenty of ice for individuals who want to do some fishing, but it's not enough for the large crowd that would be attracted by the crappy derby. Decker said the weather in recent weeks hasn't been conducive to making good ice. He noted there have been repeated freeze-thaw cycles, along with periods of snow and rain. Officials with the Sportsman Association met with representatives of the Broome County Parks Department Monday morning at the lake, and everyone agreed the ice was not sufficient for the planned event. Crappy Derby was canceled last year at virtually the last minute because the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers planned to close gates at the lake due to rain. 
That action would have caused the water to rise, pulling ice away from the edges. The last New York State Crappy Derby was held in 2020. Decker said the association members now will look to next year with the hope of being able to once again hold the event that typically draws thousands of people to northern Broome County. Born in Turkey in 1972, Hamdi Ulukaya was born into a dairy farming community before coming to the United States in 1994. Upon moving to the United States, he studied English on Long Island before transferring to the university at Albany, where he took business courses before opening a wholesale feta cheese company. In 2005, he purchased a yogurt factory once owned by Kraft Foods. Instead of producing traditional yogurt, he decided to make yogurt the way he grew up with it in Turkey, and so was born the multi-billion dollar Chobani. Forbes magazine estimated that his worth is $2 billion as his company is headquartered in Norwich, while the yogurt plant has two locations, one in South Edmiston and the other in Twin Falls, Idaho. Today, he's the owner of the number one selling strained yogurt company in the United States, but he hasn't forgotten his roots. On Monday, February 6th, a 7.8 magnitude earthquake hit Turkey and parts of Syria, killing thousands of people and toppling buildings. As of February 11th, there were more than 25,000 confirmed deaths, and the numbers continue to climb. He earmarked $2 million for Turkey's earthquake relief efforts through an organization called Turkish Philanthropy Funds. Turkish Philanthropy Funds has a goal to raise $10 million to aid in a variety of areas, including search and rescue efforts, distribution of hygiene kits, emergency supplies, generators, and more. New York State Governor Kathy Hochul is taking aim at the tobacco industry, seeking to ban menthol cigarettes and significantly raise cigarette taxes per pack. Governor Hochul's proposal would ban the sale of menthol cigarettes, considered one of the most popular cigarette products, and raise the per pack tax on cigarettes from $1 to $5.35. For regular smokers, that's a great deal more of their money going to cigarettes. For reference, someone who smokes one pack a day right now pays $7 in taxes per week, but with the raise in the tax on cigarette products, he or she would pay $37.45 in taxes alone for a week of smoking. Expectedly, Governor Hochul's proposal is facing intense scrutiny. Even members of the clergy in Buffalo, Albany, and Harlem signed on to a letter to Governor Hochul stating it is unjust to expect communities of color to choose between greater public health protections and basic civil rights. We do not accept the premise that we must choose between the two, that these interests are mutually exclusive, or that this debate is zero-sum. A working group of consisting of social justice advocates and law enforcement leaders, along with other organizations, is the best solution available to bridge the current divide. A man driving a U-Haul truck swerved onto sidewalks and plowed into cyclists and scooter riders in New York City on Monday, killing one person and injuring eight others before police were able to pin the careening vehicle against a building following a miles-long pursuit through Brooklyn. Police Commissioner Keyshant Sewell described the driver's actions Monday as a violent rampage through Brooklyn. The truck sped through the Bay Ridge neighborhood before before police stopped it more than three miles away, near the entrance to a tunnel leading from Brooklyn to Manhattan. The driver was arrested. He was identified by his son as Wang Soar, who was living in Las Vegas before appearing recently in New York. President Joe Biden has fired the embattled architect of the Capitol, the official who oversees the Capitol complex. The White House said Monday that Brett Blanton's appointment was terminated. It comes as House Speaker Kevin McCarthy said he'd lost confidence in Blanton's ability to do the job. An Inspector General report released last year found administrative, ethical, and policy violations by Blanton, including that he abused his government vehicle and misrepresented himself as a law enforcement official. At a House hearing last week, Blanton also faced fierce questions about capital tours he allowed and sometimes conducted despite pandemic restrictions. Customers of wireless provider T-Mobile USA Incorporated reported widespread service outages in the U.S. late Monday. Posts on downdetector.com and productreviews.net indicated T-Mobile service outages in in multiple areas of the country. Many Twitter users have also reported T-Mobile outages. Numerous posts by users said the
their service has been changed to SOS mode, meaning they were not directly connected to a network but could still make emergency calls. Many posts reported service eventually was restored. T-Mobile President of Technology Neville Ray issued a statement early Tuesday saying services returned to near-normal levels. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, mostly sunny with a high near 47. Tonight, increasing clouds with a low near 36. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, then gradually becoming sunny with a high near 60. Wind gusts as high as 29 miles per hour. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low near 44. And Thursday, showers likely, mainly before 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 59 degrees, a 70% chance of rain. Thursday night, showers, a low near 38 degrees, 90% chance of rain. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Texting In 2010, Liz was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. After losing her job due to treatment, she was left with few options. A housing voucher gave her hope that she could find a place to live with her daughter. To her surprise, that same voucher would result in her being denied housing. I felt so dejected and ashamed. It was shocking to me that people actually just discriminated against you for the type of income you were utilizing to pay your rent. Now, thanks to a new law in New York State, it is illegal for people like Liz to be denied housing based on their source of income. Do you use non-wage income such as veterans or disability benefits, Section 8 vouchers, or child support to pay for housing? If you suspect discrimination, call 1-800-788-9898 to contact the New York State Office of the Attorney General or visit endincomebiasny.com. I am at this point proud to say that I am using my voucher and a proud renter of an apartment where my daughter and I are very happily living. Seven forty-three on WMBF. You're listening to First News with James Kelly. Valentine's Day here in Binghamton, New York. I'm sure, a lot of people out in the Binghamton area have plans out in our listening area. I'm sure all of our WMBF listeners have plans. Every single one of them. Now, I bet you're wondering, James, do you have plans for Valentine's Day? What are your plans? Who is your Valentine, James? Well, it's all the listeners, every single one of you. You're all my Valentine today, and you're all Bob Joseph's Valentine too. He doesn't know that yet, but he will soon. That's why we do it, for the people. That's what it's all about. Now, I wonder what there is to do in Binghamton for Valentine's Day. I didn't look into any, you know, special events that might be going on in the area. Might have to do that for the rest of the morning. Just look and see, oh, what's going on out there today? I'm sure restaurants are going to be packed. That's one thing. That's expected everywhere. But what's special is happening in the Binghamton area for Valentine's Day? We've got to find out. And we will. That's what we do here at WMBF News. We get to the bottom of the stories that really matter to the community. Like, are there any special events going on for Valentine's Day? that James and his many, many WMBF listener Valentines can attend. It's 744. You're listening to WMBF. News Radio 1290 WMBF. 748 on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. We have reports of a tractor-trailer fire on New York 17 westbound at exit 62, NY 282 Nichols this morning. 
The right lane of two lanes was blocked for truck towing. There are now serious injuries or fuel spills at this time, and the Department of Transportation is on the scene helping to maintain traffic flow. Now, a tractor-trailer fire was reported around 4.30 this morning, so no word on if it's been fully cleaned up yet. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 29 degrees, mostly cloudy outside. Wind chill has it at 23. Today mostly sunny with a high near 47. Wind gusts as high as 21 miles per hour. Tonight increasing clouds with a low near 36 degrees. Tomorrow mostly cloudy, then gradually becoming sunny with a high near 60. Wind gusts as high as 29 miles per hour. Tomorrow night partly cloudy, a low near 44 degrees. And Thursday showers likely, mainly after 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 59 degrees, a 70% chance of rain. Thursday night showers, a low near 38 degrees, 90% chance of rain. Well, that two days in a row with a high near 60 degrees in Binghamton, New York in the middle of February. Love that. Which goes to show you that Punxsutawney Phil isn't always right. He predicted more winter, and yet here we are, springtime conditions in the middle of February in Binghamton, New York. I know Bob Joseph loves the groundhog, but I would be remiss if I didn't mention, and I wouldn't be doing my journalistic duty if I didn't mention that Punxsutawney Phil is only right 39% of the time. So there's a good chance if he predicted a, a long winter, six more weeks of winter, there's a good chance we're going to get that early spring. More than 50%, in fact. 749, you're listening to WMBF. Please. on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Tech Trends. From ABC News Tech Trends, you may be familiar with Spotify Wrapped. Well, it's not just for music lovers anymore. Welcome to my year in dating rap. Somebody came up with the idea of doing a dating rap on TikTok. Amelia Sampson is an online creator focused on dating culture. She says the dating rap trend became popular with Hinge and Tinder users posting videos of homemade PowerPoint presentations. Breaking down like how many led to a second date? What did we do on each first date? How many of these people ghosted me? I went on 13 first dates, proper dates this year. And while not all data is good data. Sam's 2022 dating wrapped. Bring on the trauma. Samson says the trend was a welcome dose of reality in an often challenging social media landscape. Like Instagram is seeing like happy couples and feeling like you're all alone. There's something really comforting about the camaraderie of like, okay, yeah, I'm also like not doing great at this, but we can laugh at it. With Tech Trends, I'm Mike Dubusky, ABC News. on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Jalen Brunson scored 40 points. Josh Hart added a season-high 27 in his second game with his new team. And the New York Knicks snapped a nine-game losing streak against the Brooklyn Nets with a 124-106 victory. Julius Randle had 18 points and 10 rebounds for the Knicks, who beat the Nets for the first time in three years. Brooklyn never lost to the Knicks when Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving played. But they're both gone now, and perhaps so will be the Nets' ownership of New York's basketball rivalry. It was the Knicks' first victory over the Nets since January 26, 2020. The Knicks now go on to face the Atlanta Hawks tomorrow at 7.30. 
The Knicks 32 and 27. They're seventh in the Eastern Conference. The Hawks right behind them, eighth in the Eastern Conference at 29 and 29. So a game with playoff implications. Mikael Bridges' consecutive games played streak lives on, even after he was forced to miss a game last week for the first time in his NBA career. Bridges was acquired by the Brooklyn Nets from Phoenix last Thursday in the blockbuster trade for Kevin Durant. The deal was approved by the league too late for Bridges to play that night in the Nets game against Chicago, so he was listed as inactive trade pending in the official box score. But the league determined that since Bridges wasn't eligible to play, it shouldn't count as a missed game, so his streak, the longest active one in the league, reached 367 games when the Nets visited the New York Knicks on Monday night. Some hockey action. Adrian Kemp scored for the third straight game. Victor Arvidsson had a goal and two assists. And the Los Angeles Kings beat the Buffalo Sabres 5-2. Sean Walker and Matt Roy also scored to help the Kings get their second straight win after the All-Star break and bye week. Philip Denault had three assists and Phoenix Copley made 27 saves. Dylan Cozens and Peyton Krebs scored and Craig Anderson allowed five goals on 28 shots for the Sabres, who have dropped four straight games following a five-game win streak. Some baseball news. New York Yankees left-hander Nestor Cortez Jr. will miss next month's World Baseball Classic due to a strained right hamstring, but hasn't ruled out being ready for the start of the regular season. Colorado left-hander Kyle Freeland replaced Cortez on the United States roster. Cortez said the injury is a low-grade two strain, and there is no time frame right now, but he will be shut down at least a couple of weeks. He'll continue throwing, just not off the mound. Cortez first felt a tweak a week ago while running sprints at home. He went 12-4 with a 2.44 ERA and 28 starts during an all-star season last year. Spring training opens yesterday in Florida and Arizona, and there'll be lots of new changes like pitch clocks, limits on defensive shifts, and larger bases. Players are reporting early ahead of the World Baseball Classic. Opening day is March 30th. This season will see some star players in new places, Jacob deGrom, Justin Verlander, Trey Turner, and Xander Bogarts. There are also four new managers, Bruce Boshi, Matt Quattaro, Pedro Griffel, and Skip Schumacher. And starting extra innings with a runner on second base during the regular season was made a permanent rules change by Major League Baseball after three seasons of use during the coronavirus pandemic. Use of position players as pitchers also was tightened by the Joint Competition Committee. They will be limited to extra innings. When a player's team is losing by eight or more runs or is winning by ten or more runs in the ninth inning, Last year, a position player could pitch only in extra innings or if his team was losing or winning by six or more runs. And taking a little bit out of the fun of baseball, especially when your team is just getting dominated and you're down eight, nine, ten runs. It's a nice little bonus to see your second baseman or left fielder or whoever come in and throw an inning. That's fun. It's 7.59. You're listening to WMBF. It's Jesse. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Closing out hour number two of WNBF's first news with myself, James Kelly. Got one more hour to go until Bob Joseph's Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show. Your chance to call in, contribute to the program. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Tuesday, February 14th. You're listening to WNBF. 
Two Broome County jail inmates and two other people are accused of being involved in a conspiracy to smuggle fentanyl into the town of Dickinson facility. Authorities on Monday said the suspects face felony charges following an investigation by the sheriff's office. Sheriff Fred Akshar said his agency's investigators were able to stop an effort to smuggle and distribute illegal drugs into the jail. Akshar said they were able to stop the conspiracy in its tracks and prevent nearly 3,650 fatal doses of fentanyl from circulating throughout the correctional facility. The sheriff said an investigator last Wednesday observed a jail visit between an inmate, Marcella McDonald of Queens, and Ethan Papathomopoulos of Endicott. It appeared an exchange of contraband occurred during a handshake. Investigators ultimately discovered McDonald had been in possession of some fentanyl. Ultimately, the inmate's housing unit and cell were checked. The search turned up 131 pills hidden in his cell. Papathomopoulos and 21-year-old Alexis Merrill of the town of Maine were arrested for their alleged involvement in acquiring the fentanyl and delivering it to McDonald. McDonald and another inmate, 21-year-old Justice Marimberga of the town of Maine, also were arrested. All four have been charged with felony counts, including fourth-degree conspiracy. A major southern-tier ice fishing competition won't be held this year because of the warmer-than-usual winter. Organizers of the New York State Crappy Derby on Monday announced the event has been canceled because the ice on Whitney Point Lake is inadequate. Tom Decker of the Whitney Point Sportsman Association told WMBF News there now is only about eight inches of ice on the reservoir. He said that's plenty of ice for individuals who want to do some fishing, but it's not enough for the large crowd that would be attracted by the Crappy Derby. Derby. Decker said the weather in recent weeks hasn't been conducive to making good ice. He noted there have been repeated freeze-thaw cycles, along with periods of snow and rain. Officials with the Sportsman Association met with representatives of the Broome County Parks Department Monday morning at the lake, and everyone agreed the ice was not sufficient for the planned event. Crappy Derby was canceled last year at virtually the last minute because the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers planned to close gates at the lake due to rain. That action would have caused the water to rise, pulling ice away from the edges. The last New York State Crappy Derby was held in 2020. Decker said the association members now will look to next year with the hope of being able to once again hold the event that typically draws thousands of people to northern Broome County. Born in Turkey in 1972, Hamdi Ulukaya was born into a dairy farming community before coming to the United States in 1994. Upon moving to the United States, he studied English on Long Island before transferring to the university at Albany, where he took business courses before opening a wholesale feta cheese company. In 2005, he purchased a yogurt factory once owned by Kraft Foods and Instead of producing traditional yogurt, he decided to make yogurt the way he grew up with it in Turkey, and so was born the multi-billion dollar Chobani. Forbes magazine estimated that his worth is $2 billion as his company is headquartered in Norwich, while the yogurt plant has two locations, one in South Edmiston and the other in Twin Falls, Idaho. Today, he's the owner of the number one selling strain yogurt company in the United States, but he hasn't forgotten his roots. On Monday, February 6th, a 7.8 magnitude earthquake hit Turkey and parts of Syria, killing thousands of people and toppling buildings. As of February 11th, there were more than 25,000 confirmed deaths, and the numbers continue to climb. The earmarked $2 million for Turkey's earthquake relief efforts through an organization called Turkish Philanthropy Funds. Turkish Philanthropy Funds has a goal to raise $10 million to aid in a variety of areas, including search and rescue efforts, distribution of hygiene kits, emergency supplies, generators, and more. New York State Governor Kathy Hochul is taking aim at the tobacco industry, seeking to ban menthol cigarettes and significantly raise cigarette taxes per pack. Governor Hochul's proposal would ban the sale of menthol cigarettes, considered one of the most popular cigarette products, and raise the per-pack tax on cigarettes from $1 to $5.35. For regular smokers, that's a great deal more of their money going to cigarettes, 
For reference, someone who smokes one pack a day right now pays $7 in taxes per week, but with the raise in the tax on cigarette products, he or she would pay $37.45 in taxes alone for a week of smoking. Expectedly, Governor Hochul's proposal is facing intense scrutiny. Even members of the clergy in Buffalo, Albany, and Harlem signed on to a letter to Governor Hochul stating it is unjust to expect communities of color to choose between greater public health protections and basic civil rights. We do not accept the premise that we must choose between the two, that these interests are mutually exclusive, or that this debate is zero-sum. A working group of consisting of social justice advocates and law enforcement leaders, along with other organizations, is the best solution available to bridge the current divide. A man driving a U-Haul truck swerved onto sidewalks and plowed into cyclists and scooter riders in New York City on Monday, killing one person and injuring eight others before police were able to pin the careening vehicle against a building following a miles-long pursuit through Brooklyn. Police Commissioner Keyshant Sewell described the driver's actions Monday as a violent rampage through Brooklyn. The truck sped through the Bay Ridge neighborhood before before police stopped it more than three miles away near the entrance to a tunnel leading from Brooklyn to Manhattan. The driver was arrested. He was identified by his son as Wang Soar, who was living in Las Vegas before appearing recently in New York. President Joe Biden has fired the embattled architect of the Capitol, the official who oversees the Capitol complex. The White House said Monday that Brett Blanton's appointment was terminated. It comes as House Speaker Kevin McCarthy said he'd lost confidence in Blanton's ability to do the job. An Inspector General report released last year found administrative, ethical, and policy violations by Blanton, including that he abused his government vehicle and misrepresented himself as a law enforcement official. At a House hearing last week, Blanton also faced fierce questions about capital tours he allowed and sometimes conducted despite pandemic restrictions. Customers of wireless provider T-Mobile USA Incorporated reported widespread service outages in the U.S. late Monday. Posts on downdetector.com and productreviews.net indicated T-Mobile service outages in multiple areas of the country. Many Twitter users have also reported T mobile outages. Numerous posts by users said their service has been changed to SOS mode, meaning they were not directly connected to a network but could still make emergency calls. Many posts reported service eventually was restored. T-Mobile President of Technology Neville Ray issued a statement early Tuesday saying services returned to near normal levels. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today mostly sunny with a high near 47. Tonight increasing clouds with a low near 36. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, then gradually becoming sunny with a high near 60, wind gusts as high as 29 miles per hour. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low near 44. And Thursday, showers likely, mainly before 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 59 degrees, a 70% chance of rain. Thursday night, showers, a low near 38 degrees, 90% chance of rain. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Some kids never smile. They're embarrassed by their crooked teeth. They want braces like the other kids, but their families can't afford them. Some may even try to straighten their teeth themselves. That can make everything worse. Luckily, there's Donated Orthodontic Services, a program from the American Association of Orthodontists. It helps provide orthodontic treatment to kids and teens whose families can't afford it. For kids who apply, are approved, and are matched with a volunteer orthodontist, it can be life-changing. Their treatment is in the hands of an expert, a licensed local orthodontic specialist who improves their smiles by correctly aligning teeth and jaws. Some kids think they'll never smile again, but donated orthodontic services may help them smile with confidence. 
to link to the application and eligibility requirements. Visit aaoinfo.org. Eight thirteen on WMBF. You're listening to the final hour of First News with me, James Kelly. Now I believe we've determined on the back end some behind-the-scenes action. But the ABC News problems are not on us. It's not us. It's ABC. So I'm gonna be dealing with that for a little while longer. But for now, time for a check on traffic and weather. We have reports of a tractor-trailer fire on New York 17 westbound at exit 62, NY 282 Nichols this morning. The right lane of two lanes was blocked for truck towing. There are no serious injuries or fuel spills at this time. And the Department of Transportation was on the scene helping to maintain traffic flow. No word on if that's been cleaned up yet. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 29 degrees, mostly cloudy outside. Windchill has it at 23. Today, mostly sunny with a high near 47. Wind gusts as high as 21 miles per hour. Tonight, increasing clouds with a low near 36. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, then gradually becoming sunny with a high near 60. Wind gusts as high as 29 miles per hour. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low near 44 degrees. And Thursday, showers likely, mainly after 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 59 degrees, a 70% chance of rain. Thursday night, showers, a low near 38 degrees, 90% chance of rain. It's 814. You're listening to WMBF. Jackson work, school, grocery shopping, doctor's appointments, the gym, to the airport to pick up loved ones, to the kids' soccer games, piano lessons, out for movie night, to hear your favorite band in the city, over to grandma and grandpa's house, and on last year's amazing road trip. Your vehicle takes you so many places. Protect it. When you leave your vehicle, remember to always take your keys or key fob with you and lock the doors. If you suspect auto theft, contact the National Insurance Crime Bureau at 1-800-TELL-NICB. That's 1-800-TEL-NICB or visit our website at www.nicb.org. A public service message from the National Insurance Crime Bureau. Don't miss. Eight seventeen on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Jalen Brunson scored forty points. Josh Hart added a season high twenty seven in his second game with his new team. And the New York Knicks snapped a nine-game losing streak against the Brooklyn Nets with a 124-106 victory. Julius Randle had 18 points and 10 rebounds for the Knicks, who beat the Nets for the first time in three years. Brooklyn never lost to the Knicks when Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving played, but they're both gone now and perhaps so will be the Nets' ownership of New York's basketball rivalry. It was the Knicks' first victory over the Nets since January 26, 2020. The Knicks now go on to face the Atlanta Hawks tomorrow at 7.30. The Knicks 32 and 27, they're seventh in the Eastern Conference. The Hawks right behind them at eighth at 29 and 29. Mikael Bridges' consecutive games played streak lives on, even after he was forced to miss a game last week for the first time in his NBA career. Bridges was acquired by the Brooklyn Nets from Phoenix last Thursday in the blockbuster trade for Kevin Durant. The deal was approved by the league too late for Bridges to play that night, 
in the Nets game against Chicago, so he was listed as inactive trade pending in the official box score. But the league determined that since Bridges wasn't eligible to play, it shouldn't count as a missed game, so his streak, the longest active one in the league, reached 367 games when the Nets visited the New York Knicks on Monday night. Don't see that too often in basketball nowadays. A lot of quote-unquote load management. That's what they call it, taking days off. Some hockey action. Adrian Kemp scored for the third straight game. Victor Arvidsson had a goal and two assists. And the Los Angeles Kings beat the Buffalo Sabres 5-2. Sean Walker and Matt Roy also scored to help the Kings get their second straight win after the All-Star break and bye week. Philip Denault had three assists and Phoenix Copley made 27 saves. Dylan Cozens and Peyton Krebs scored and Craig Anderson allowed five goals on 28 shots for the Sabres, who have dropped four straight games following a five-game win streak. Some baseball news. New York Yankees left-hander Nestor Cortez Jr. will miss next month's World Baseball Classic due to a strained right hamstring, but hasn't ruled out being ready for the start of the regular season. Colorado left-hander Kyle Freeland replaced Cortez on the United States roster. Cortez said the injury is a low-grade two strain, and there is no time frame right now, but he will be shut down at least a couple weeks. Cortez first felt a tweak a week ago while running sprints at home. He went 12-4 with a 2.44 ERA and 28 starts during an all-star season last year. And spring training opened yesterday in Florida and Arizona, and there's going to be a lot of new changes, like pitch clocks, limits on defensive shifts, and larger bases. Players are reporting early ahead of the World Baseball Classic. Opening day is March 30th, and this season will see some star players in new places. Jacob deGrom, Justin Verlander, Trey Turner, and Xander Bogarts. There's also four new managers, Bruce Bochy, Matt Quattararo, Pedro Griffal, and Skip Schumacher. And starting extra innings with a runner on second base during the regular season was made a permanent rule change by Major League Baseball after three seasons of use during the coronavirus pandemic. Use of position players as pitchers also was tightened by the Joint Competition Committee. They will be limited to extra innings when a player's team is losing by eight or more runs or is winning by ten or more runs in the ninth inning. Last year, a position player could pitch only in extra innings or if his team was losing or winning by six or more runs. And some other sports news. Sunday's Super Bowl was the third most-watched television show in history, with an estimated 113 million people watching the Kansas City Chiefs rally to defeat the Philadelphia Eagles. Fox said Monday that the preliminary numbers include the broadcasts on Fox and Fox Deportes, as well as streaming on Fox and the NFL's digital sites. The figures are via Nielsen's Fast National Data and Adobe Analytics. Final Nielsen data will be available today. Rihanna's halftime show averaged 118.7 million viewers, making it the second most watched in Super Bowl history behind Katy Perry's 2015 performance. It's 821 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Stocks posted gains Monday on anticipation of today's release of the Consumer Price Index. The Dow Jones rose 377 points to finish at 34,245. The S&P added just over 1%. The Nasdaq Composite, 1.5%. So about that CPI, economists expect that inflation gauge to show a 0.4% increase in January or 6.2% annual growth. But... At least one tracking tool expects consumer prices to have risen 6.5% year over year. After years of debate in Washington, it looks as though cryptocurrency is coming under greater scrutiny. 
The Wall Street Journal says state and federal regulators are planning deeper investigations based on the collapse of FTX. It takes humans to build the robots that clean our homes, and the company that makes the Roomba says it's cutting 7% of its workforce, about 85 employees. iRobot posted an $84 million loss in the fourth quarter of last year. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Hi, folks. Eight twenty-five on WMBF. Now time for a better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. A better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. When your toddler is having a tantrum, you might do just about anything to help them stop. But while a phone or a tablet might solve the problem in the moment, it's going to likely weaken their grasp on emotional regulation in the long run. That's according to a new study out of my alma mater, the University of Michigan Medical School. Researchers said there are two problems with distracting with media. One, it takes away an opportunity to teach a child about how to respond to difficult emotions. And two, it can reinforce that big displays of their difficult emotions are effective ways to get what they want. So what should you do? Well, bottom line, there is no substitute for adult interaction, modeling, and teaching. That's what the study's lead author told us. You're not being bad for having big emotions. You just need to reset. We all need to reset sometimes. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. Attention, per the current government mandate, U.S.-based insurers are now required to cover at-home COVID testing kits with no out-of-pocket fees to you. If you have a current insurance plan, you are eligible to receive up to eight COVID-19 tests shipped to you each month absolutely free, as long as the government mandate is in effect. Just visit testkitforfree.com to register now from the comfort of your own home. That's testkitforfree.com to receive your tests shipped to you at no cost. Go to testkitforfree.com today. Paid for by Tiro Health. Why give your family just ordinary eggs when they can enjoy the best? Eggland's Best, the only eggs with more fresh and delicious taste, plus superior nutrition compared to ordinary eggs with six times more vitamin D, 10 times more vitamin E, 25% less saturated fat, and 38% more lutein. Because the way we care is anything but ordinary. Only Eggland's Best. Better taste, better nutrition, better eggs. Colorectal cancer screening saves lives, but only if people get tested. About 23 million adults have never been tested. Almost two out of three have a regular doctor and health insurance that would pay for the test. Doctors often recommend colonoscopy, but the fecal occult blood test and sigmoidoscopy also effectively find colorectal cancer early. When people can pick the test they prefer, they're more likely to actually get tested. If you're between the ages of 50 and 75, talk with your doctor about which test is best for you. Make sure you understand the steps you need to take to get tested. If you have a family history of colorectal cancer or polyps or inflammatory bowel disease, ask your doctor if you should start screening before age 50. Through the Affordable Care Act, many people have access to health insurance that covers colorectal cancer screening tests at no cost. Remember, the best test is the test that gets done. News Radio 1290, WMBF. 829 on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. 
We had reports earlier of a tractor-trailer fire on New York 17 westbound at exit 62, NY 282 Nichols this morning. The right lane of two lanes was blocked for truck towing. There were no serious injuries or fuel spills at the time, and the Department of Transportation was on the scene helping to maintain traffic flow. No word on if the area has been fully cleaned up. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 31 degrees outside, windchill has it at 25. Today mostly sunny with a high near 47. Tonight increasing clouds with a low near 36. Tomorrow mostly cloudy, then gradually becoming sunny with a high near 60. Wind gusts as high as 29 miles per hour. Tomorrow night partly cloudy, a low near 44. And Thursday showers likely mainly after 1 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 59 degrees, a 70% chance of rain. Thursday night showers, a low near 38 degrees, 90% chance of rain. It's 8.30. You're listening to WMBF. on WMBF. Now time for an ABC Entertainment update. ABC Entertainment News. Good evening, I'm Amy Poehler. And I'm Tina Fey. It's been two years since we saw Tina Fey and Amy Poehler together hosting the Golden Globes. Two years too long, apparently. The pair have just announced they're hitting the road together on what they're calling the Restless Leg Tour, sharing stories from their 30 years of friendship. Only four dates so far, Washington, D.C., Chicago, Boston, and Atlantic City, kicking off April 28th. This is Hollywood, and if something kind of works, they'll just keep doing it until everybody hates it. Taylor Swift's not only in the top ten of the latest Forbes magazine list of highest paid entertainers, she's the only woman in the top ten, coming in ninth with $92 million pocketed last year. We're getting off this island. Star Mike Coulter will be back in a sequel to the action thriller Plane, which has earned 43 million bucks worldwide since opening last month. The Black Panther leaves. And Black Panther Wakanda Forever star Denai Gurira's 45 Tuesday. I'm Christopher Watson, ABC News. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Tuesday, February 14th. You're listening to WMBF. Two Broome County jail inmates and two other people are accused of being involved in a conspiracy to smuggle fentanyl into the town of Dickinson facility. Authorities on Monday said the suspects face felony charges following an investigation by the sheriff's office. Sheriff Fred Akshar said his agency's investigators were able to stop an effort to smuggle and distribute illegal drugs into the jail. Akshar said they were able to stop the conspiracy in its tracks and prevent nearly 3,650 fatal doses of fentanyl from circulating throughout the correctional facility. The sheriff said an investigator last Wednesday observed a jail visit between an inmate, Marcella McDonald of Queens, and Ethan Papathomopoulos of Endicott. It appeared an exchange of contraband occurred during a handshake. Investigators ultimately discovered McDonald had been in possession of some fentanyl. Ultimately, the inmate's housing unit and cell were checked. The search turned up 131 pills hidden in his cell. Papa Thamopoulos and 21-year-old Alexis Merrill of the town of Maine were arrested for their alleged involvement in acquiring the fentanyl and delivering it to McDonald. McDonald and another inmate, 21-year-old Justice Marimberga of the town of Maine, also were arrested. All four have been charged with felony counts, including fourth-degree conspiracy. A major southern-tier ice fishing competition won't be held this year because of the warmer-than-usual winter. Organizers of the New York State Crappy Derby on Monday announced the event has been canceled because the ice on Whitney Point Lake is inadequate. 
Tom Decker of the Whitney Point Sportsman Association told WMBF News there now is only about eight inches of ice on the reservoir. He said that's plenty of ice for individuals who want to do some fishing, but it's not enough for the large crowd that would be attracted by the crappy derby. Decker said the weather in recent weeks hasn't been conducive to making good ice. He noted there have been repeated freeze-thaw cycles, along with periods of snow and rain. Officials with the Sportsman Association met with representatives of the Broome County Parks Department Monday morning at the lake, and everyone agreed the ice was not sufficient for the planned event. Crappy Derby was canceled last year at virtually the last minute because the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers planned to close gates at the lake due to rain. That action would have caused the water to rise, pulling ice away from the edges. The last New York State Crappy Derby was held in 2020. Decker said the association members now will look to next year with the hope of being able to once again hold the event that typically draws thousands of people to northern Broome County. Born in Turkey in 1972, Hamdi Ulukaya was born into a dairy farming community before coming to the United States in 1994. Upon moving to the United States, he studied English on Long Island before transferring to the university at Albany, where he took business courses before opening a wholesale feta cheese company. In 2005, he purchased a yogurt factory once owned by Kraft Foods and Instead of producing traditional yogurt, he decided to make yogurt the way he grew up with it in Turkey, and so was born the multi-billion dollar Chobani. Forbes magazine estimated that his worth is $2 billion as his company is headquartered in Norwich, while the yogurt plant has two locations, one in South Edmiston and the other in Twin Falls, Idaho. Today, he's the owner of the number one selling strain yogurt company in the United States, but he hasn't forgotten his roots. On Monday, February 6th, a 7.8 magnitude earthquake hit Turkey and parts of Syria, killing thousands of people and toppling buildings. As of February 11th, there were more than 25,000 confirmed deaths, and the numbers continue to climb. He earmarked $2 million for Turkey's earthquake relief efforts through an organization called Turkish Philanthropy Funds. Turkish Philanthropy Funds has a goal to raise $10 million to aid in a variety of areas, including search and rescue efforts, distribution of hygiene kits, emergency supplies, generators, and more. New York State Governor Kathy Hochul is taking aim at the tobacco industry, seeking to ban menthol cigarettes and significantly raise cigarette taxes per pack. Governor Hochul's proposal would ban the sale of menthol cigarettes, considered one of the most popular cigarette products, and raise the per-pack tax on cigarettes from $1 to $5.35. For regular smokers, that's a great deal more of their money going to cigarettes, for reference, someone who smokes one pack a day right now pays $7 in taxes per week, but with the raise in the tax on cigarette products, he or she would pay $37.45 in taxes alone for a week of smoking. Expectedly, Governor Hochul's proposal is facing intense scrutiny. Even members of the clergy in Buffalo, Albany, and Harlem signed on to a letter to Governor Hochul stating it is unjust to expect communities of color to choose between greater public health protections and basic civil rights. We do not accept the premise that we must choose between the two, that these interests are mutually exclusive, or that this this debate is zero sum. A working group of consisting of social justice advocates and law enforcement leaders, along with other organizations, is the best solution available to bridge the current divide. A man driving a U-Haul truck swerved onto sidewalks and plowed into cyclists and scooter riders in New York City on Monday, killing one person and injuring eight others before police were able to pin the careening vehicle against a building following a miles-long pursuit through Brooklyn. Police Commissioner Keyshant Sewell described the driver's actions Monday as a violent rampage through Brooklyn. The truck sped through the Bay Ridge neighborhood before before police stopped it more than three miles away near the entrance to a tunnel leading from Brooklyn to Manhattan. The driver was arrested. He was identified by his son as Wang Soar, who was living in Las Vegas before appearing recently in New York. President Joe Biden has fired the embattled architect of the Capitol, the official who oversees the Capitol complex. The White House said Monday that Brett Blanton's appointment was terminated. It comes as House Speaker Kevin McCarthy said he'd lost confidence in Blanton's ability to do the job. 
An inspector general report released last year found administrative, ethical, and policy violations by Blanton, including that he abused his government vehicle and misrepresented himself as a law enforcement official. At a House hearing last week, Blanton also faced fierce questions about capital tours he allowed and sometimes conducted despite pandemic restrictions. Customers of wireless provider T-Mobile USA Incorporated reported widespread service outages in the U.S. late Monday. Posts on downdetector.com and productreviews.net indicated T-Mobile service outages in multiple areas of the country. Many Twitter users have also reported T-Mobile outages. Numerous posts by users said their service has been changed to SOS mode, meaning they were not directly connected to a network but could still make emergency calls. Many posts reported service eventually was restored. T-Mobile president of technology Neville Ray issued a statement early Tuesday saying services returned to near-normal levels. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, mostly sunny with a high near 47. Tonight, increasing clouds with a low near 36. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, then gradually becoming sunny with a high near 60. Wind gusts as high as 29 miles per hour. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low near 44. And Thursday, showers likely, mainly before 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 59 degrees, a 70% chance of rain. Thursday night, showers, a low near 38 degrees, 90% chance of rain. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. 145 over 92. 180 over 111. I had a heart attack and a cardiac arrest and then a stroke. Your blood pressure numbers could change your life. Lowering your high blood pressure could save you from a heart attack or stroke. If you've stopped your treatment plan, restart it or talk to your doctor about creating one that works better for you. Start taking the right steps at manageyourbp.org. Now I'm, you know, trying to get better, stronger than ever. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. If you suffer from COPD symptoms like shortness of breath and fatigue, where do you turn? There are medications and oxygen, but do you know about pulmonary rehab? Three out of five COPD patients have never heard of it. Pulmonary Rehab is an exercise, education, and support program that gives you tools to manage your condition. And Medicare typically pays for it. So whether it's grocery shopping on your own or just walking across the room, Pulmonary Rehab can help you. Visit livebetter.org to find out about your options for pulmonary rehab today. on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly. A pretty crazy week in the news world. We have a lot of unidentified flying objects flying around. Of course, that means that everyone's going to assume, oh, it's aliens. It's a UFO? That means aliens. I've seen movies. No, 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 no. Relax, relax. They're not all aliens. In fact, none of them are. Now, if you want to believe that aliens are real, I agree with you. I believe there's other forms of life in the universe. But when you think about how far they would have to go to get here, well, there's just no way. There's no way. I feel like somebody probably would have seen it. But officials have offered few details about the four aerial objects recently shot down over North America, helping to fuel conspiracy theories and conjecture on the internet. One popular claim circulating Monday suggested with no evidence that the U.S. deployed the airborne devices as a way to frighten and distract Americans. Online searches for the term UFO also shot up as some people suggested the devices may be from another planet. Officials have said they suspect the first object was a Chinese surveillance balloon. 
but they've shed little light on the origins or purpose of the other three objects shot down in recent days, leading to rampant speculation online. That's not what you want. You don't want speculation online. I promise you, the people coming up with ideas on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and wherever, those are not the people who know what they're talking about. <laughs> oh, I hate the internet. It's 844. You're listening to WMBF. For fi- I- on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. We had reports earlier of a tractor-trailer fire on New York 17 westbound at exit 62 NY 282 Nichols this morning. The right lane of two lanes was blocked for truck towing. There were no serious injuries or fuel spills at the time. And the Department of Transportation was on the scene helping maintain the flow of traffic. No word on if the area has been fully cleaned up. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 31 degrees outside. Windchill has it at 25. Today mostly sunny with a high near 47. Tonight increasing clouds, a low near 36. Tomorrow mostly cloudy, then gradually becoming sunny with a high near 60. Wind gusts as high as 29 miles per hour. Tomorrow night partly cloudy, a low near 44 degrees. And Thursday showers likely, mainly after 1 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 59 degrees, a 70% chance of rain. Thursday night, showers, a low near 38 degrees, 90% chance of rain. That'll be a real nice week here in Binghamton, New York. Nice and warm. Better enjoy it now. It was over the weekend. And start getting back into the 40s instead of the near 60s. So enjoy it. Tomorrow and Thursday, get outside. Go do something. It's 845. You're listening to WMBF. Looking for... on WMBF. Now time for Kim Commando. I'm the last person to lead a boycott. But with that said, here's the answer for everyone who has asked me what tech products have ties to communist China. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit T-Mobile.com slash 55 today. What tech from communist China would I avoid? TikTok is number one. I've discussed this app so many times. It collects all the data on your phone and sends it to TikTok's owner, ByteDance, in Beijing, a Chinese Communist Party puppet. DJI drones are next. Yeah, they're the best consumer drone on the market, but assume that each DJI drone relays everything it sees back to China. The U.S. government has banned their use for anything related to the government or our military. Next is Lenovo, originally an IBM company. Lenovo laptops are funded by the Chinese Academy of Sciences. Do what the U.S. Marines and many others have done. Just say no to Lenovo. Hey, want to sound like a tech pro, even if you aren't? Listen to my daily longer podcast called Kim Commando Today. Using the Internet without ExpressVPN is like checking in your baggage at the airport without a lock. You think your stuff is private, but you never know who just might be going through it. When you go online without a VPN, Internet service providers can see every single website you visit. They can legally sell this information without your consent to ad companies and tech giants who use your data to target you. That's why I recommend ExpressVPN. When you use ExpressVPN, Internet service providers can't see your online activity. Your identity is anonymized by a secure server and your data is encrypted for maximum protection. Just fire up the ExpressVPN app and click one button. It works on all your devices. 
phones, laptops, even routers. So everyone who shares your Wi-Fi is protected. Get an extra three months free on a one-year package at expressvpn.com slash Kim. That's expressvpn.com slash Kim. That's expressvpn.com slash Kim. on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Jalen Brunson scored 40 points. Josh Hart added a season-high 27 in his second game with his new team. And the New York Knicks snapped a nine-game losing streak against the Brooklyn Nets with a 124-106 victory. Julius Randle had 18 points and 10 rebounds for the Knicks, who beat the Nets for the first time in three years. Brooklyn never lost to the Knicks when Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving played, but they're both gone now, and perhaps so will be the Nets' ownership of New York's basketball rivalry. It was the Knicks' first victory over the Nets since January 26, 2020. Now the Knicks now go on to face the Atlanta Hawks tomorrow at 7.30 in Atlanta. A game with playoff implications, the Knicks are 32-27, their 7th in the Eastern Conference. The Hawks right behind them at 8th with a 29-29 record. Both teams trying to move up from that bottom portion of the playoffs to get into the automatically in the playoffs area. I believe it's the fifth seed. Right now, 7th and 8th will have to play in the play-in tournament. That's not what you want. You don't want to play extra games to get to the postseason. Mikael Bridges' consecutive games played streak lives on, even after he was forced to miss a game last week for the first time in his NBA career. Bridges was acquired by the Brooklyn Nets from Phoenix last Thursday in the blockbuster trade for Kevin Durant. The deal was approved by the league too late for Bridges to play that night in the Nets game against Chicago, so he was listed as inactive trade pending in the official box score. But the league determined that since Bridges wasn't eligible to play, it shouldn't count as a missed game. So his streak, the longest active one in the league, reached 367 games when the Nets visited the New York Knicks last night. You don't see that nowadays in basketball too often. A guy who just plays every single day. A lot of teams concerned about wear and tear injuries, giving their guys days off for load management. Some hockey action. Adrian Kemp scored for the third straight game. Victor Arvidsson had two goals and a, had a goal and two assists. And the Los Angeles Kings beat the Buffalo Sabres 5-2. Sean Walker and Matt Roy also scored to help the Kings get their second straight win after the All-Star break and bye week. Philip Denault had three assists and Phoenix Copley made 27 saves. Dylan Cozens and Peyton Krebs scored and Craig Anderson allowed five goals on 28 shots for the Sabres who have dropped four straight games following a five-game win streak. Some baseball news. New York Yankees left-hander Nestor Cortez Jr. will miss next month's World Baseball Classic due to a strained right hamstring, but hasn't ruled out being ready for the start of the regular season. Colorado left-hander Kyle Freeland replaced Cortez on the United States roster. Cortez said the injury is a low-grade two strain, and there is no time frame right now, but he will be shut down for at least a couple weeks. Cortez first felt a tweak a week ago while running sprints at home. He was 12-4 with a 2.44 ERA and 28 starts during an all-star season last year. A great year for Nestor Cortez Jr. If you don't know his history personally, it's a great story. Nestor Cortez used to be a, kind of an inside joke for Yankees fans. They often used him behind Chad Green as the opener, reliever Chad Green. He'd come in and pitch about an inning and a third, an inning and two-thirds. And then they turned it over to Nestor Cortez Jr., letting Green get the top of the lineup out. And Cortez a lot more. It's a different stuff than Chad Green. Chad Green a fastball guy. Nestor Cortez a finesse guy. 
Yankees ended up letting him go. He went to Seattle. Then he came back to the Yankees as a reliever. Turned out to be one of the better starting pitchers in all of baseball last year. Well, it's found money for the New York Yankees. Well, Nestor Cortez Jr. along with Carlos Rodon and Garrett Cole. And Luis Severino. That's a good four pitchers right there for the Yankees. 859, you're listening to WMBF. The this is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Closing out the final hour of WNBF's first news with myself, James Kelly, Bob Josephs, Binghamton Now, live and local talk show, up next. 